Hi, this is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy. This podcast is all about macroeconomics. It's what's going on in the world around us and what it is can possibly do for us or to us. And welcome. This is an educational show. I want to just give you facts, figures, and some of my opinions so that you can make your own personal informed investing decisions. Hi, this is Tom Harvey coming as the economy guy today to talk about gold. I'm going to give you my idea of what's gold. I've been interested in gold for a long, long time, so I'll give you my opinion of it as of today. I'd like to dedicate today's program to Mike. Now, Mike is someone who has uh, been an eager listener to the Economy Guy since 2007. So, uh, to Mike, this is for you. You asked about gold, here it is. Also, I'd like you to know that uh, currently uh, I have listeners of this podcast from seven countries around the world outside of the United States. So I welcome all international listeners. And uh, and please enjoy this, this particular one. First of all, let's talk about gold. Gold is outperforming stocks. It certainly did for the calendar year 2019. Gold went up more than the uh, U.S. indexes, and uh, and that was all very good. It probably went up more than most indexes anywhere. And it's 2020 now, and wow, gold exploded in 2020, and uh, the stock market appears to be crumbling in 2020. Uh, it's got down 18, the Dow Jones 30 is down 1,800 points in two days. That, that's a lot. That's an awful lot. And it's due to the virus going on. Now, if the virus gets fixed, the market will turn around, of course. If the virus gets worse, uh, it will, the uh, market will go down a lot more. If the virus stays the same, I suspect the market will go down a little bit. Um, but gold is up big. It is a safe haven bid when there's worry about virus, about millions of people dying, when in reality only a few thousand have died. Uh, people rush to gold. Uh, it's uh, hitting an, a wonderful high at around uh, 1680. It, it's high. It's pulled back a ways. It's around 1650 right now. Uh, but it exploded above. 1600 was a key level to move above. It did. It stayed above it. Then the virus exploded in Italy, and boom, off went gold. And it's crazy. Uh, the high price for gold is uh, $1,917.90. That's the highest price that that has ever been. We're at, we hit 1680. We were very close to it. There is a really good chance that with a, uh, a scary market, that we will go above that high this year in 2020. Uh, that's because of the fear in the market, not because of any fundamentals. It will be very much fear-driven, as some of these markets really are. So let's talk about the fundamentals a little bit about gold. Uh, gold production is increasing in the globe. It's going every year over year. It's going down a little bit, you know, a couple percent, three percent, a little bit. Production's going down. The central banks, the nations of the of the world, are buying gold. Uh, big ones are like in China and Russia. Smaller ones in Asia. The U.S. has not increased or decreased. It's eight thousand tons of gold that it has at Fort Knox. Uh, 
but uh, it has the biggest chunk of gold around. Uh, what's nice about gold is that uh, once it's produced, it hangs around. It's not used up. It, nobody throws it away. I mean, people, I guess, bury it in the ground and it's lost that way for a while, but it's still around. Uh, the, uh, if, you're, if you're buying uh, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, in gold, like the GLD ETF, then uh, you would find out that ETFs are holding more gold than they have ever held. Uh, so they are hitting peaks also in the amount of gold they have to hold in order to uh, stay up with the price of GLD as it's forced up. The U.S. dollar currency is strong, uh, but it's being questioned around the world. And if it uh, becomes out of favor, gold will explode much faster because it's priced in dollars. So hang around for a warm uh, a word from our sponsors. And uh, I'll be right back to tell more about the technical of gold and give you a story about Dublin. Back again. Let's talk about technical analysis of gold. We've talked about the fundamentals, which are, you know, supply and demand and all that good stuff. But what's technical? Technical is a price analysis. It's something that stockbrokers worry about. There are resistance levels of price and support levels of price and certain shapes of prices that they, like head and shoulders, you may have heard of things like that, that happened with prices that mean you should buy or sell whatever you're talking about. Well, what's happening with gold on the technical viewpoint? Well, from a technical price analysis, it's just up. And, and, and I don't need to talk say more than that. It is broken out, going up, and there's not, nothing stopping it until it gets to 1917. I mean, it's on its way. Um, so that looks good with the current environment. There's a big supposition there that nothing changes. What about what really is pushing, what else is pushing technicals? And that is the bullion banks. There are a small number of banks, like J.P. Morgan being one of them, that have actually controlled the price of gold for decades, decades and decades. Uh, they have worked hand-in-hand -hand with the Federal Reserve, who wants to suppress the price of gold and is having difficulty doing that. And uh, the way that the bullion banks work is they uh, buy and sell futures on gold. Okay, and uh, so they are buying uh, the future production or the future thing. And, and they're creating uh, naked future contracts. Well, what that means, they're creating gold out of nothing. Or they're betting that they have the gold when they don't. And in some cases they do. They actually borrow it from nations. But that's a little detail that we don't need to get into right now. The bullion banks are uh, try to control the price of gold, and what they do it through futures. And the, the amount of gold that they are betting on is about ten times as much as the physical amount of gold that's out there. I mean, they are, have huge multiples they use with their futures contract, and they uh, do that by uh, selling short when it gets too high, and they uh, and other people, and they force the price down. People sell, and they start making money on their shorts, and then they go long. Well, what happens is if they go short and they try to force the price down, which they have been able to do, something not to miss over the last decades, if it breaks above where they want to go, they have to cover their shorts. And if the bullion banks ever cover in mass, that's when the price of gold will explode. It has not exploded due to that yet. But if it did, there's no top uh, it, because they have to buy at any price in order to cover their 
losses, uh, and they would do that. They would sell at any price because banks can't afford to have an infinite loss. So uh, that's something to watch for. I think it's a it's a pretty exciting part of gold. What's my prediction for gold? Gold today is if if uh, it continues, if the virus continues, and uh, if we have a disrupted GDP because of the virus, in other words, the GDP is actually coming down a little bit, then gold in uh, could easily be 2020 in the year 2020, something easy to remember. I mean, in other words, we could have new high. We could easily have that. Uh, conversely, if gold, if the virus stops, gold could uh, stop itself. I think it would uh, finish the year around 1600, something like that. If gold's, if the virus stopped, there would be a pretty violent uh, market in both of stocks and gold, but in, in gold itself. Uh, so, yeah, you predict the future. I mean, nobody can predict the future, but you do it yourself if you want to. Those are my personal opinions on what's going on in the market. I think it's an extremely excited market. It's been a very depressing market for me over the last 10 years. But now it's getting pretty exciting. So I'm a happy guy. And uh, hang on, I have a, a little story, a little spoof to tell you uh, in a second. And I'll be doing that about Dublin. Back again, and here's a wee story about Dublin. Christine and I were out shopping today in uh, Dublin. Uh, went to a hardware store. They actually have those here in Dublin, and it was pretty interesting. We had a lot of fun. We asked, uh, walked around, did a little more shopping, asked for a place to buy a cappuccino. And we were pointed out to a wonderful Italian place where they have uh, serving lunch, and they have supposed to have the best cappuccino ever. So we would go there. We love our cappuccino. We went and uh, sat down and ordered a cappuccino. They were truly the best, so I highly recommend this place. And it was truly Italian, Italian-owned, Italian-run. It looked like the uh, father owned the place. Two daughters were serving. Uh, very serious, very, very professional, very high quality. Everything was perfect. So we were in one room where you order your food and have some coffees. And another room is where they served lunch. And I was looking through the archway of the room, and there were seven gentlemen in suits and ties uh, having a good time. There was one table of four gentlemen and three behind them with their backs to the wall. The four gentlemen uh, at the table were in their 50s and 60s, um, looking like they were having a very serious conversation. Uh, whereas the three gentlemen sitting with their backs against the wall were attentive, uh, clearly part of the group, uh, were in their uh, late 20s to 30s, uh, and uh, it wasn't clear what their object was. When the food came, uh, the gentlemen at the four gentlemen at the table took their napkins, tucked it into their collar, as you would expect good Italians to do. So these were good Italians, uh, and uh, ate their pasta and fish, which looked like it was a spectacular dish to have. Uh, whereas the three with their back to the uh, wall were still attentive, not doing anything, just watching everything that's going on. My uh, observation and conclusion, having seen this, is that the four gentlemen from uh, at the table were, uh, at least two of them were from Sicily, and the other two maybe were local Dubliners, uh, part of the family, the familia, the three against the wall were observing and protecting. 
It looked like the family was there. It looked uh, alive and well to me. This is real. Um, now, just realize that this is all supposition on my part, and my imagination is quite wild. But this was really exciting to see this thing. I was wanted to go over and talk to them and make sure they were Sicilian, but I was stopped from doing that because my wife was trying to protect me. That was good for her. I appreciate that a lot. So, but I didn't. So I just had to imagine it all, and I uh, thought it would be important to show you that life is real and continues around the globe. And there you have it. That's my spoof of the day from Dublin for you. Thank you for joining us. Please hit the subscribe button on your podcast reader to get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I am an investor myself, not a financial advisor. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade, and we disclaim any responsibility for any negative effects of actions people might take.